This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We said that we would be Kaveach, the Malchus, for speaking a little bit about Gedali Yisrael and, uh, you know, people that have some shaykhs with a yard site coming up. So last time we spoke about Kotla, and this time switching gears a very, very uh, different way. Emet um, Monday is the Rambam's yard site. It's 900 and uh, looks like about 10 years or so that it was, is uh, not here. The, um, and the Rambam is really, I mean, perhaps of, of the, of the after the after the Kufa Satalmud, that's probably the um, biggest name. The um, one issue with with Dalim who lived that a long time ago is that it's very hard to come by uh, reliable facts. Uh, some of it, well, if you read a book about the Rambam, you think you have to ask, where does person know it? Um, the Edus Balper is not worth anything. It's not, uh, it's not Torah, it wasn't learned, it was, I mean, people say stories, and people invent stories, and people think they're doing a Torah inventing stories, people think sub stories. Then it's, there's, it's, it's almost worthless, most of it, because of, it, it has no basis. There's no way now anyone can know what happened 900 years ago. Lemaisa, we're fortunate um, that even though the Rambam the Kedolim didn't write autobiographies. The Rambam, we have Sfarim, and we have letters that he wrote. Okay, letters, Chuvas, um, some of the letters, uh, 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 quite a, a few of them are definitely authentic, and they really form the basis for what we know of the Rambam. We don't have any other, we have a handful, a small handful of Maybe Adus may be a grandchild about a certain point, but by and large, in the big picture, he himself and his Igris wrote. Um, he himself and the Igris wrote things that are that give us some sort of sense of, uh, you know, of, of, of sometimes very personal details, sometimes things that put in perspective for us. Um, as I went through the Igris, the, the most reliable Madur of the Igris is the one I have. Uh, we have Nishivitz put up by Shilat. He's both a Talmud Chacham, El Chayid, and he's a and he's a big mumcha in in he knows Arabic and cross references. He's, he's he's a real academic and knows his stuff. And his Igris, the Girsot and so on, are the most reliable. Uh, yeah, better Kapach. Um, he's he's later first of all, and he had access to other things. He's, and, he, and he translates in a more authentic language. He keeps the language. The Rambam himself gives some indications how he would like this stuff translated. The, um, so the, that's probably the biggest place for the information. I also had a gusha. Uh, let me tell you, when I was reading, when I was reading through the Igris to try to pull out a few pieces, and quite a few pieces that I wanted to share, that um, I, if I can give you a marshal, the, you know, sometimes you teach a little kid to play baseball and you teach him how to bat. And you show him do it this way, that way, and the kid's still not getting it. 
you sort of put your arms around him, you take his hand, and you, you like, whip him together. You know, you can probably everybody can picture that scene where you put your hands around and you're, you're swinging the bat with him, and he feels it. The Rambam's letters have a tremendous fire for themselves, tremendous passion. And you read them, you learn them, you almost get a sense as if you're sitting with the Rambam together and he's expressing himself. His midas, his perspectives, everything. Um, it's, it's one of the miscast, I guess, myths. You know, the Rambam is cast as, as um, a rationalist, uh, a schaltan, and the truth is, yes, he was, Chachma was very important to him. You'll see it, you see it, and you might see Degas also, but it was an extraordinarily passionate Chachma. Um, even the Moran of Ruchim, he starts with Aleichem Ishem Ekra, Kishem Hashem Ekra Vagalakeinu. In other words, he, he's Kor Yashem Hashem. There's a fire that you don't see in many, many of the the Sfarim, the philosophical Sfarim, are very kind of dry and nitty gritty. The, the Rambam's nefesh, the Rambam's lay that comes through, is really extraordinary. So first, let's map out the facts as we know them, and those these are the facts that are clear uh, between the letters and contemporaries as far as they're printed. And then we'll try to go through some migrants that I think have, have an interest to us. The Roman was born in Cordova. Cordova today is in Spain. In those days, there were no countries. In those days, there were provinces. Cordova belonged in Andalusian region, and they were forever um, different. The nations, religions, peoples, state uh, countries, state cities would fight with each other over pieces of land. That was that was history. That's most of European history. And this was a, a land that, when he was born, he was um, he was born in approximately 1134, or our minion, 4,894. He was. Uh, 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 he was a um, he was born there and almost immediately that Kufa it was conquered by a rival tribe of Muslims uh, Berbers from, from, from Morocco they were called the Almahids whereas the previous uh, rulers had been kind of very benign and nice and the, the Jews had it good over there the Almahids were very fanatical, and they basically gave the Jews what I call one of three choices: convert, be killed, or leave. Um, th- and this was, and they took over the country. He was born in Cordova. He lived in um, his his the people he learned by. He was there till about I think by mitzvah age or so. He lived in um, his he learned by his father. His father was a Talmud of the Rimegash, and the Rimegash was a Talmud of the Rif. That the Rif and the Rimegash was the Rebbe in the Talmud. That's clear. That that the that the, the Rambam's father learned by the Rimegash is clear. That um, the Rambam himself, there's stories that he met the Rimegash when he was a young boy, but the Rambam refers when he speaks in his Akdama to to Rambam and the people that includes. He writes about the Rimegash that um, Libo Mavis Batalmud 
the understanding of the Rimegash in Gemara overwhelms you. The Dharma uses a perlative that doesn't use anything anybody else. The Rimegash, whether it was his, whether they ever actually learned from him or it's through his father, the Rimegash is lumbus and, and his way of looking at things definitely was the closest we have of a Rebbe to the Rambam. So, so, so the chain that we have is the, the rift, the Rimegash, Rambam's father, and the Rambam. Um, Cordova was in the south of, of Spain, and when, th- when, when things became too tough, they went on to Fez in Morocco, which is not, not that relatively not far. It's, uh, um, Cordova is in the part of Spain that's close there. Why they went there, Lamaise, the same tribes were there, the different spheres as to why it was that they thought they could be safe there, they kept running in and out. He was there until I, I, probably about 15 years or so, um, or less, he was probably there to his 20s. At the age of 23, he wrote his first safe, and that was Pirsham Shnayis Laramba. And it took him seven years to write it. They went. They had to run away because life became <coughs> impossible in, in, in Morocco. And they ended up in Eretz for less than a year. He was in Akko. He visited Hebron. He visited Harabayas, or the, the, the area of Harabayas, not Harabayas. And he made a yontif on the day that he visited, a permanent yontif. He, um, he spent less than a year in Eretz and not clear why he left it. It, it seems pretty obvious there was no Pinoza there, there was nothing to learn. There was Israel was was shaming. And he ended up in in Egypt, first Alexandria, and then what's today Cairo. And that's where he spent the next uh, forty years or so. He didn't get married until he was about thirty to somebody from from Egypt, a daughter of Khashra Persa, Michal, and um, they had two boys one is Rav Roman Rambam, and a girl that seemed to have died when she was young. He died, he was about 70. Um, that's the fact that we know them. Uh, one fascinating gematria, remis, whatever you want to call it, is that, according to most riots, he was born in the Hebrew minion, Bir Sa'ilam, 4,000, um, 894. If you take a look in the Torah, the 4,894th Pasik is Hoyl Moshebert Torah Zeus. Take a look. I count. I, I count. I didn't count all the Psukim. I simply looked at the tabs of how many you have in Psukim in each Chumash and I added what there was in Dvarim. It works. Um, it's extraordinary. That's, um, also, the Ramam's Yorzeit comes out. A week before, depending on, on, on how Hanukkah comes out, on the, the parish of Rebois Moiv Saibaretz Mitzrayim, which is Rosh Hashanah's Rambam. Interesting um, vignettes. The, um, let's take a look. The Rambam had, it, it, he wrote Mishnah Torah. Mishnah Torah took him a year, it took him 10 years to write in total seclusion. How did he live? This is another misnomer. He studied medicine. He studied many things. He didn't live by being a doctor until his very end of his life. His brother was a businessman who supported him. And that's how he was able to sit and write the Mishnah Torah. There was no way he could have written the Mishnah Torah in the other sfarim. 
Um, his brother supported him, and he was able. And he writes on a letter. I, this is one of the things we'll see in the in the in the Igris That's in, uh, interesting. He was by some people. He was seen as the the Moiragola. Um, in in Teiman, the Ramban writes in a letter. The Ramban writes that in Teiman, they had so appreciated the Ramban because the Ramban wrote in them letters of tremendous chizuk. Taman suffered even more. Taman had a ruler that was ruthless, peop- um, fanatical Muslims, and a Mashiach Sheker. Like the whole, the whole deal. And he wrote to them strong letters, being moedet them, mechazik them, teaching them right and wrong. They used to say in their Kaddish, that's what Ramban writes in a letter. We have it. The Ramban writes that when you say the chayechon of your mechon, what we say in Kaddish that we should be zeicha, we, we, we say that we wish ourselves and everybody around that they should be zeicha to see a Kaddish Baruch's name be Mescala. They would say the chayechon of your mechon or the chayim mora Rabbeinu Moshe. That was the, they would add in the Kaddish Baruch's was living that the Rambam should also be zeicha. That's, that's how Kaddish Baruch's felt. Chachmei, there was a strong Jewish um, f- there was a strong presence in Provence which is South France and they were close with the Rambam they, they, didn't work, they, they wrote letters they held of the Rambam and they were very very big chassidim of his they wrote letters and he answered them and so on the Rambam also had misnagdim for the following reason um, they felt the way he wrote Mishnah Torah was being oiker, the tzur of learning, they said at the end of the day, the reality check is Gemara. And to write a sefer that means to replace Gemara is being Gemara He protested vehemently, he never intended that. He just said nobody has the ability to pass him today. Um, they also felt he has no Makairis. And if he has no Makairis, who's to say where he got the Allah from? The Rambam, um, those were tainus. They had tainus in specific halachas. They had tainus that was maker in certain places. This was one of the Iraqi rabbanim, Shmuel ben Ali, who was a big time chacham, was a shiva there. He didn't like a psak the Rambam, and the Rambam, the whole take it back and forth, back and forth. The Rambam defends his position very, very strongly. But they had halachic issues. They had issues with 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 a, a safer like Mishnah Torah, if that's and if, if that's an appropriate way to bring Torah. Um, the Rambam had also written Svarim actually on Gemara. He wrote a Sefer uh, on Pirish on, on Babli. We don't have it. He wrote a Riff on the Yerushalmi. We don't have it. He wrote a bunch of other Svarim. We only have a small piece of Pirish on Rosh Hashanah. But al Kaponim, the Mishnah Torah aroused some Hisnagdus. The biggest Hisnagdus was, towards the end of his life, he wrote Mor Nevuchim. Mor Nevuchim was, in, was um, the Rambam's understanding of the Ashkaf of Torah. He, he included Aristotelian understandings and philosophy where the Rambam felt he was right. In other words, the Rambam felt that Aristotle got it very right in certain areas and very wrong in other areas, and he has it. Because people started using Mor Nevuchim and going off, this was happened after he was Nifta, right afterwards, there was a Hisnagdus. There were three Rabbanim that led the charge against the Mornevuchim. They were Rav Shleim Menahar from France, Rabbeinu Yoyner, 
who was the Ramban's first cousin and Mechutin, and the famous Rabbi Yosha, Rabbi Yoyna, and one other, Rabbi um, Rabshol, they led the charge against him. They wrote very strongly, they made a cherem that nobody should learn more Nebuchim, the, and they got the Rabbanim in North France, these are Balitaisvis, so some of Balitaisvis, to be on their side. The Rabbanim in Provence were horrified, and they wrote a cherem against the Rabbanim in France. And, and, and today it's both friends, but Provence was a very separate area, and it was a tremendous Muhammad, tremendous. They wrote letters to Ramban asking him to take sides. Um, the Ramban basically tried to make shalom and said we need to investigate it, and he did both tainas. The, the Chasa Shalom, the Ramban's covered is, is, is without reproach. The Rashba, they also felt there might be some gedurim for younger people not to learn, but the Rambam's covered Chasvashon that anybody could make anything. And it was one of the big machlaikas in Kaisal. Tremendous machlaikas. Eventually, it led to them taking it to Goyim and masking to Goyim. It, w- it was a, a long and painful passion. I wanted to go through some of the Igris. Um, first, I'll, I'll, I'll do some that deal with points that deal with his attitude towards halacha and certain things, and his. Um, and then, and then, the, the last two things I want to see are two very personal letters that are really extraordinary. Um, this is in a. Um, this is talking. It's a halachic response where he's responding to different issues about Hulcha Shabbos. And he said, uh, listen to his, both his another and his kifas. The Chaim Reis says, I saw that about Hapshim, where the Psikresha, that he doesn't, he writes that I made a mistake. He said, he doesn't tell me what my mistake is. And I know that um, everyone thinks that um, th- that you know, a- as soon as you see something with somebody where I'm arguing with somebody, you think I'm making a mistake. He said, "I don't think so," but he said, "I'm very happy that people are scrutinizing it so carefully." And he said, "Because really, I owe the person who criticized my work a thank you, because either he's right, and I was corrected, I stand corrected, that's good." Or, I, or he made a mistake, and, and he will know the MS. In other words, he says it makes no difference to me. Criticism is, is helpful because it is something that will, um, it will only c- correct me and so on. Same thing he says here another time. This is to, the Reb, Sh- to Reb Shmuel, the, the Rosh in Baghdad, who was really after him. The first letter he didn't write who it was to? The first letter is to Reb Yosef. Uh, most of these letters in Halacha, I'll tell you who they were. He had a Talmud named Reb Yosef, who he's very close to, and he, the Murn of Uchim is written to Reb Yosef. Reb Yosef ended up in Baghdad, and there was Reb Shul Ben Eli, who kept sending back and forth. He had issues with different things. That, so, so these letters, but they are called, I'll tell you differently, those are written to him. This is one. There was one issue that seemed to become a big issue. If you're allowed to be in a boat on a river, in in um, in a big river on Shabbos, 
and the Rambam's it is the Shailas about Chumin, the Shailas Epsilon Maila Masara, and the Rambam writes if it's a suffix, suffix Rabban Lakula because it's Chumin. There were the mistakes made obviously in what he was saying, and you see it, but th- that's what they went out against it. He writes um, to Rav Shmuel Alevi. He says all of the ex- you know the apologetics in the beginning. And, and you keep praising us and how wonderful, you know, it's like you're setting up, he said, um, you know, should, it should be going to pay for it. He said, you really think that I'm like other people that when someone asks something on me or, or contradicts something I said, then I, I'm upset. He says, um, Baruch Hashem, he says, I don't have that problem anymore. Kodesh Baruch Hu, rid me the problem. He says, Kodesh Baruch Hu knows that even if the youngest of Talmidim or, or a, a colleague of mine or in any of my mind would, would contradict me, I'd be happy if he would come up with a real contradiction. And we will be, I would be happy that that he pointed out something to me that I forgot, um, and if we realize he's making a mistake, I wouldn't hate him, I wouldn't push him away, and and uh, I would not have kindness to him that he um, that he pointed out something to me, even if that thing was wrong. Um, and he goes on to. Um, you know, and it says, therefore you who are a chasher person and definitely means Shem Shemayim, I certainly have no enmity towards you. The, um, on and on, there are a few places like that, where that's, that's his nusach, that's where, you know, despite the fact that the people were very, very antagonistic and their letters were strong against him, and it was more than just a particular psaq, that was his attitude. There's another letter here, he speaks over here about um, he, he says like this someone else sent him this is Rabbi Yisabi Yehuda same machlok same, about 18, 19 letters going back and forth on it he says my dear he's writing to his Talmud Rabbi Yisabi and he calls him my son he was very chavit to him he, he, he writes to him I want to hear from him constantly because he's very chavit he says um I, he, he was he was defending the Ramam's covet. Rabbi Yosef was the Ramam's closest Talmud. He was in Baghdad where he was being where Ramam's covet was being assaulted, and the Ramam was calming him down. And he says, "Listen to way listen to way he talks to." He says, "What my son should know is that I I have no issue. I I have no doubt that the things that were said against me or about me were as strong or strident as you mentioned." And I believe that they have in that way. But he said, I just don't have the midas you have. In other words, it's because he said the years and experience have trained me. The years and experience of thinking has trained me not to care about my COVID. And he said, you can't hold yourself back and you can't take those attacks. So listen to what I want to tell you. He says, I did not make Mishnah Torah to become big or chashev, to get a name that it, it, it's so that I, I have a problem if somebody comes and attacks it. 
he said, I made it for myself to be able to find to find halachas when I need to find them. And l'shem Hashem Yisrael, I did l'shem Shemayim. Ki ani, he says, Chai Hashem, I swear by Kadosh Baruch Hu's name, Kanoi Kinois L'Hashem Lekei Yisrael, I was mekaneh to Kvot Shemayim, Beroisi Emes, and Blisefe Mechoi Kekoyel Be'emes, that there was no place where somebody could find exactly what the Allah is and what the Psaq is and so on and so forth. Um, another place um, is over here. Um, okay, this, this is another area where it's fascinating how the Rambam approaches a certain Indian. What do you do when a halach is one way and people are noyeg chumras? So he says like this. He says in two or three chuvas, um, he says, he's paskins about people going on the ship. He says, he it's mut to 100%. You told me it's a minhag that they don't go. So he says like this. You have to be very careful with a minhag. You have to be very so, if the minute was to answer it, I'm not, I'm not going to, the, uh, you should change it. But there's a tnai in Gemara. You have to know what's muta and what's also. So, a minhag that, that a person has to keep and is appropriate to keep is a minhag that he knows what the din is, and he says, after the cane, I want to be Zoyer in it. But if they mistook the halacha, the hay must meet them on Machelis Isaboy. The Koshikin, he says, in his Chabalimain Hekish, a double Amisuroi. Or let's say they somehow think it's like something else, they don't realize the difference. You're not allowed to keep. Uh, uh, that mistake in halacha going. You have to protest it. So Ramam says, understanding halacha wrong is an avla. And if people are being machmed because they don't know the halacha, it's wrong. You, you have to tell them, Rabbi Sai, it is mutter to be on the ship, on, on the river. It is also, if, the, if there's a minute that says, we don't want people doing it because X, Y, Z, despite the fact that it's mutter, then you have to keep that minute because, because it's a chiv to keep a minute. But to be ma'akim halacha, to twist halacha, whether they're being mekel or machmed, is equally wrong. And Dr. Ramashita Drama says it also by um, he also says it by uh Tvilas Kerry we'll see maybe later. The the the, the, the he that Tvila that a Kerry Ikra did today, we will battle Tvila Takana Sezra and and about Kerry's a lot of David. The minig in Mitzrayim was that they would go to the mikveh um, before they doubt. So someone accused them of being mezals in the Minig Mitzrayim, or, or being mezals in, in telling people that it's mut or whatever. <coughs> he writes back. He says, I never was mevatled the Minig personally. 
But halacha is halacha. In halacha, it's very clear. It has to be said the right way. It is 100% mutter. Wherever there's a minute, you have to keep the minute. And he said, except when I was sick, I never lived my life as a bottle to be else carry. This is another ancient letter. Again, this is Rabbi Yosef in Baghdad. He writes, um, he wrote him, I guess, I heard you became like the king's doctor, and it's so chashem, it's a big kiddush Hashem. I was reminded because recently they had a convention of orthodox chashem people, meaning people who are orthodox and made it big in New York, in a fancy place. So he says, and it's a kiddush Hashem, of course. Kiddush Hashem is always expensive. <laughs> <laughs> he says like this. So he writes him a letter. <coughs> so he starts out, first of all, he, he wrote to him about his daughter passing away, Rabbi Yosef Salvanichum, and he, he says, you know, we, we don't understand the details of Ashkach, the, 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 the small points. Then he writes, base. Ukveira ben Yodea. He must have written to him that it's very choshev. Ki elu hagdulois vasrorashali hudim atabazazman. The, the ch- Jews getting chashev positions and being chashev. I don't call that atzlocha. And it's not a real toiva. It's not a small evil. It is an extraordinary amount of yigiyah. If somebody wants to be atzliach, he, it means a person's matzliach in ruchnius, in, 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 his, in, his, in, in being over Hashem. And, and doing what he's supposed to do, and he should get away from people's admiration. In other words, getting into the habit of doing things that people think are important is not good. Um, and so on. That's also interesting. Let me just skim down to two or three more letters. Um, there's a letter here to the person who translated the Moran of Uchim. Um, it's an extraordinary letter, and it shows, I guess in a certain sense, the lie that the Rambam, that the Rambam was a doctor. Um, the Rambam was a doctor. He, he was a doctor, an active doctor, in the last part of his life. And he writes over here the following. Um, let me see. What caused him to write? What? What caused him to write? He doesn't write that. But he writes to the person who translated it. He writes um, what his schedule looks like. The person wrote to him the following. Let me just see if I can probably dig it up from here. Ibn Tibbin. Um, <coughs> here it is okay. <coughs> he writes to him <coughs> he wanted to come the person who translated the Mona Vuchim Reb Shmuel Ibn Tibbin wanted to come visit him you know and so he sent him a, a whole list with Shilas on the Mona Vuchim different things um, and then he said, and I'm looking forward when I finish this to visit you, to speak to you, you know, so I can discuss it personally. So he says, What you mentioned about coming to us, I'd be very thrilled to see you. But I'm happy. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing you. I'll be happy to see you, then you see me. 
even though I'm not happy with the sakana of, of, of your traveling in the ocean, because the Maya says Madrama's brother drowned the ocean. But I want to tell you something sort the sakana Don't put yourself in danger to come here. You'll be able to see me. That's about it. And whatever you can possibly get on them to Ellis Chachmas, if you're looking for Chachma or the Syachid in a Philosophia or to spend an hour with me alone, I'll take Bezeklaw. Forget about it. I'll tell you my schedule. I'm in Mitzrayim. That 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 in Mitzrayim in in the first that those were two you know, like close to a suburb. And the Melech is in Cairo. Between the two, the two areas, there's about two tchumishalos, about a mile. And he says, I have, uh, I have tremendous obligations to the king. I have to see him every day at the beginning of the day. When he, uh, and when he's sick, he doesn't feel well, or he's one of his children or wives, that, that, then I have to stay there. And most of the days I spend in the palace. Then he says, I also have to visit the king's uh, ministers. I guess healthcare was really advanced in those days. And uh, I have to, and it says, and there's usually one or two of his, one or two of his officials got sick over the day. He says, and I have to heal them. Then he says, um, it, the the if nothing else happens during the day, so before noon I don't come back. I come back, I'm starved, and as I walk into the hallways, they're full of goyim, and uh, some of them are important, some not important, and judges. And a whole mob of people um, waiting to see me come back. I get down, I apologize, I wash up, and I go out and ask them if they can wait a few minutes till I eat something because I'm starved. And I haven't eaten a day. I then go and I heal them. He says, they don't stop coming till well into the night. And I'm telling you, sometimes even two hours into the night. And I'm so weak, I just, I lay down, and I answer their questions laying down. And he says, when it comes at night, I'm so tired, I can't talk. He said, there's not one Jew that can come to talk to me except for Shabbos. Then they come after davening, and I tell them, I give them instructions for the whole week, and uh, I learn a little bit till noon, and then or I teach them till noon, and they go out and so on. That, that was around the schedule when he was a famous doctor. So to say that he wrote the, the, the Rambam while he was practicing medicine is, is really incredible. It's not, it's not shy. I, I want to read two letters. I want to finish with two letters. How old was the Rambam when you wrote this last letter? This last letter? Yeah. He, um, if if, if he wrote it was in the last five years of life. It was in 65 to 70 kind of. So that, that's cool. He writes in different places that he had became weak and old quickly. He, 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 had, you know, he had a very tough life. These, this, there are two letters I want to finish with. One is a letter written to a Ger Tzedek named Rebbe Vadya de Ger. Rebbe Vadya de Ger wrote him a letter with some shyness about Hilchas Geras. In other words, writing, saying, and then he wrote to him about... Um, he ha- this, this Ger Tzedek had a Rebbe who said that the Muslims are over the Zara because when they go up to that Mecca used to be a Mokma for the Zara, and when they throw the rocks, it's like it's like Makulis, 
and when they bowed down, it's like Pa'or, and so, but there are Debatis He was a Muslim Ger, and he said that, that, um, that he's wrong. He says, not a Debatisara, they, they, they don't know themselves why they're doing it, and this and that. So, Zrebi called him an idiot. So, the Rambam writes back and answers all the Shilas, and then he says, so Ram says, I agree with you, 100% not David Zara. says, they have 101 reasons why they don't know themselves, and so on and so forth. What the Rebbe answered you wrong, and he got you upset, and he called you a fool, it's a terrible Avera, I'm sure he's a Shagig, for Royal of Action Mechila, was he crazy? Didn't know 36 places the Torah was mass and covered again and so on? Then I'm skipping over. And he brings all the psukim. He said he called you a fool? I don't understand it. A person that left his father and his country, Umalchus Amoy and his nation, the Yodam and it's a successful nation. The Muslims were, were in the heydays. The haven, the Ain Libra, the depths of his heart, he understood. And he came to join a nation that is despised. The Yada, because he knew Shadosa he knew Dos Emes, but said it, that their the religion is right. The Hike Darka Yisrael, and he understood Torah. The Yada Shekoladosa, because he understood that all the religions came from Judaism, just distortions of it. The Hika called the Yada, the Rodafach Hashem, and he pursued Akadosh Baruchu. The Ovar, the Derech HaKodesh, and he went on the, on the Derech of Kedusha. The Nichnas Tachskan Feashchina. He, he, he elevated himself to come close to Kaddish Baruch Hu, Lord Barachayim, Velalus Mas Hamalachim, Velasmech Simchas Atzadikim, Veshtech Arzer Liboy. He says, Misha Zuma Lasa Ksilikai? Somebody, that this is the person, a person who left with at, great, at great expense to himself left all that's wrong and came to see the MS, you could possibly call him a fool? That's, that's a ksil? He says, The, the appropriate name is not a ksil. You're, you're a Talmud of You left everything behind. Extraordinary. The, the, the Rambam's, the way he spoke to again. The final letter is an extraordinary letter. It, first of all, it gives us some biographical details of Rambam, but it also, it, it's, it's, it's an incredible letter, the depth of the Rambam's feelings. And it's one of the Midas 
the struggle. It's it's one of it's um, it's one of the problems that it's very hard for somebody smaller to write about somebody bigger and and talk about his feelings and so on. First of all, you never know what the person's feelings are. So so when you write a biography, when you write about what the person felt or thought, you, you need to ask yourself: A, how do you know? B, there's a chutzpah for for somebody smaller to feel that he could climb into the shoes of somebody greater. So we don't ever get that dimension of from when we see a big, big person, the, the, the person. This is a letter of the Rambam, and it's incredible for many, many reasons. This is written to somebody who was a very close friend of the Rambam in Eskufenet Yisrael, in Akko, Rabbi Yefes Hadayim. Rabbi sent him a letter asking for some sort of favor. Um, they hadn't seen each other for years. Um, maybe a decade by the letter. So he writes a letter. Um, from the one who loves him, who still is still distressed from having left him. Your much beloved letter came. And I was very, very surprised at what you wrote. You complaining on me that I never bothered to send you a letter to ask how you're doing at Yisrael. You know, that, that time that you mentioned evokes a contrary time. You're the betrayer. He says, After we had left a few months, My father passed away. Letters of Nichumim came from all over the world, far away. And you didn't, you didn't feel it necessary to, to write to me, to Menachem, at my father's Ptira? I had terrible tzores in Mitzrayim. I was sick. They have said, moment, I lost my money. And people who came and... and uh, they snitched on me to the to the to, to the king to kill me. And the terrible, terrible uh, catastrophe that happened to me lately. That is the most. That is the hardest thing. The most difficult thing that happened to me since I was born. My brother, Reb David, who passed away. He drowned in the Indian Ocean. He was going on to India to, to, to deal with stuff from India. He had his own fortune, my fortune, other people's fortune. And he left over a, a young daughter in Almana that I have to take care of. And for about a year after, after I heard about it, I had a terrible disease for about a year. I couldn't move. 
ubedalekes inflammation betimoy levav, and I wasn't all there. Ukemat kato yise oivet, and I almost was gone. Vacharkach adayoyim, and from that time till today, which is kmoy shmoyne shonim for eight years, ani misabul, I'm still in mourning. Vleis nachamte, I haven't been comforted. Vamez nachem, how can I be comforted? Who I am, Ben. He was like a son to me. I raised him on my knees. He was a brother to me. He was a Talmud. He would go out to the marketplace and do business. And I would sit in comfort. He had a good cup for learning, understood. He also knew how to be Ma'ayim. My entire joy was seeing him. All my joy has left me. And he's gone on to Chayelam. He left me over a distressed, bewildered person in a strange country. Whenever I see his handwriting, a letter from him, I save him as far as I want as far as I want I'm once again I'm I'm completely upset. Like Yaakov said, I'm going to go down with him in his cave. I went down with him in his cave, I'm not the same person I am. And if not for Torah being that which my pleasure, and the that helps me forget my sorrow, as I would have been lost. And then he writes, "Vani It's not them, not him that uh, that bothers me. I'm much more upset with you. The four of us, me, him, and my father, and you, It's a it's a play on the passage. Basically, in our we together sat and learned. We were one group together learning." You didn't ask, you did nothing. I shouldn't be answering you, do you the favor. My love for you is still intact. And going in deserts and forests together to pursue our Kaddish shall never forget. And I can never hold a grudge against you. And how much I understand your need and distress to help you, whatever I need to help you. And if you are here, I will do whatever I can for you. I was very happy to have a son. I heard that he's learning and he's good. I think it's, it's, it's one of the extraordinary documents ever written. Um, the, the power of the regish of the Rambam. His personal life. Um, the fact that his, bro- his brother, the... the, 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 the um, the, 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 the point of friendship that never departed was that the four of us together searched HaKadosh Baruch Hu and a bond that was forged in Torah and, and Chippas HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't become unraveled and, uh, and in saying that, uh, you know, that 
בכל זאת, my midas are, you know, I'll call Pshan Chasa Ava and so on. It, 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 it's, it's an external, it's, it, it's, it's the only opportunity we have of actually living through Rambam and, and seeing his, his midas, his, his perspective and so on. I'll call upon him. Um, the the um, last time we spoke, uh, I spoke by Vavadi and Shiva about learning Sfarim. I, I think the Rambam Sfarim are Sfarim that when you learn them, you know, you feel the the, the, the you, you feel the, the power, the seichel, the das, the, the whole the whole uh, something the entire gavra rabbi is in its far. And, um, and if you have a chance to go through some of those igrets, um, it's it's really it's shimush tamichachomim in in the only way that we have to be able to to walk in his footsteps and his his reaction to the people that were against him and his his on emis and his avasa emis and it comes through letter after letter that um, stands firm on his emis but is open there's one letter I didn't read it I can't find it now where he, where he says that he, he has charakter he would have liked to make a safe Amar Mekomis on the Rambam he says somebody came to me and said this halacha in Hilchas Reitzchid where is it from I told him take a look at Ila Ila and Alokin on Sanhedrin said it's not there and he said, I looked at him, he said he was right. And then I said, it's a Gemara in Gittin that the Gemara brings Agavurcha. He said, it's not there. And he said, I looked and he was right. And he said, I have tremendous Agnes Nefesh. And then, as soon as he left, I remembered it's a Gemara in Yavomis Agavgrora someplace that uh, that's where it is. And therefore, the Ram says, I should have, if I have Kreyach of time, I would write the Mar Mekomos. But, um, but the, the, the Ram was very open about, somebody, a Magia, in one of the other places, writes, he brings the halacha that he thinks it is. It's a, it is halacha in Reitzchim. It's halacha that is in a Gemara in Yevamis Agavurcha and also in Gitna Agavurcha. So, yes, in those days, Gemaras weren't with Dafim, were, were just rolled on, 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 on uh, Klafim. There was no, it wasn't easy to look through a Gemara like that. But al it's, it's, uh, certain, it's, it's the closest we have uh, to being able to a, have some real information with the Rambam and, and to feel the Rambam's something to have a betoyan dargoshes of, of an ishmeraimim, like the, of, of the Ramah Kaddish. Not a nigga, maybe? Why didn't you write to him? What? What made him write to him?